Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. down to your emotion you're allowing that to rule your life in that area you're giving an advantage over to the enemy but the minute you make a decision to let it go not and I'll come back to this but it's not that you're pretending it didn't happen or you're minimizing what happened no 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 but you're, you're giving it to God you're doing exactly what Paul did you're turning it over to God don't let your emotions rule you Today, you learn from Pastor Robert's message to bring the Lord into your emotions. If something is troubling you, take it to the Lord. Don't get caught up in sadness, bitterness, or anger. Ask God to help you sort through your emotions and lead you to a place of His peace. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. He said, this man did much harm. May the Lord deal with him. But you be careful around him too. What does that mean? He's a danger. There's a recognition of the danger. Do you understand it's okay? You're not being judgmental. You realize that this guy, he's like, he, he says he's a Christian, but he's a thief. Do you, do you understand it's okay to recognize that? Some guy claims he's a Christian, but he, but he cheats you. Well, don't go back and do business with the guy again. Oh, but I can't judge him. You don't have to be stupid. In Jesus' name. You know what I mean? That's not in the Bible. No. It's okay to be wise. Paul said to Timothy, I'm entrusting this guy to the Lord. To, the Lord will deal with him. But you be careful where he's concerned. Because he did a lot of harm to me. The implication is he can do a lot of harm to you as well. Be careful. Be careful. And no, it wasn't gossip, because he knew Timothy was going to be in a situation where he would be vulnerable to the guy. So it was a very straightforward warning. Now, now listen, see, this tells me that it's possible to forgive somebody without continuing to leave yourself open to harm at their hands. You see this? Listen to what Paul had written earlier to the Romans, and there's so much we could, you know, pull up from, from the Scriptures, from the Apostle Paul. But when he wrote to the Romans... Before he wrote to Timothy, he wrote to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 9, let let love be without hypocrisy. That's a powerful statement. Let your love be for real. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Hate what is evil. 
cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality, bless those who persecute you. Now, now remember who's writing this. That's what's, it's such an interesting thing because Paul himself had been like the chief persecutor of Christians before Jesus got a hold of him, right? He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Again, this is a lesson in spiritual warfare. Overcome evil with good. Paul had learned the secret to spiritual strength and spiritual power. He had learned how to defeat evil in his own life through forgiveness, kindness. He didn't trust Alexander, but neither did he allow himself to hate Alexander or seek to avenge himself. Instead, he chose to trust God to deal accurately and appropriately with Alexander. The guy did a lot of harm, may God deal with him. Because he, he knew if, if, if Alexander repented, really turned to Jesus, what was Jesus going to do? Remember, the forgiveness has already been issued. Now, what Jesus is going to do is transform him, actually change his life. A lot of times, we, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we don't think through, you know, it's like, man, you just, some guy prays a prayer and, you know, some, some horrible rapist, pedophile prays a prayer and God lets him into heaven. No, that's not how it works. Some horrible rapist pedophile sincerely humbles himself before God and repents and he is recreated by the Spirit of God. That's what the Bible teaches. And that new creature in Christ, yes, he gets into heaven. That disgusting, horrible sinner dies at the moment of real repentance. And you know what? You and I can't look at somebody and know when that happens. I've been fooled, that's for sure. But sometimes it does. The thief on the cross, apparently it was genuine repentance. He said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me. Apparently it was for real. It was last minute, but it was real. And if Alexander repented someday, Jesus would recreate him, change him into a completely new human being, just as he did with Paul. But Saul of Tarsus became Paul the Apostle. And if Alexander didn't repent, Paul knew he would face the wrath of the Lamb, which would be far worse than the wrath of Paul. In his second letter to the leaders at Corinth, Paul instructed them to restore a brother who apparently he had repented. And, you know, it's generally believed that it's the guy he wrote about in the first letter. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul wrote this. 
Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I've forgiven anything, I've forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. And then listen to this. He says, basically he says, I did so, lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Again, this is an issue of the spiritual battle that we're in. And this is really significant. It, it suggests, you see, that by forgiving the person who wronged you, you are eliminating an advantage which the enemy had previously held over you. If you're holding on to this emotion, and that's really what we're talking about. I have people tell me all the time, I can't forgive her. Well, what you're saying is that, that, that you're allowing your emotions, your pain, your suffering, what, whatever it is that's going on, but ultimately it comes down to your emotion. You're allowing that to rule your life. In that area, you're giving an advantage over to the enemy. But the minute you make a decision to let it go, not, and I'll come back to this, but it's not that you're pretending it didn't happen or you're minimizing what happened. No, no, no. But you're, you're giving it to God. You're doing exactly what Paul did. You're turning it over to God. And when you do that, you take the advantage back. You see, a lot of times we're holding on to this unforgiveness thinking somehow the other person, you know, it's, it's like, you know, we're doing them harm or something, but it's like the thing I heard many, many years ago. I can't remember who to give credit for it now. It's an old quote, but that, you know, and I'm going to butcher it real bad. I can already tell, but you'll get the idea. When, that when we hold on to unforgiveness, when we refuse to forgive a person, that it's like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. Because it just, it, it poisons you. It, eat, it eats you up on the inside. Or, or to use a biblical, a biblical terminology, it defiles you within. And quite often the people around you as well. Book of Hebrews says this. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled his love is the main thing his love is the main thing thanks for joining us today for main thing radio pastor robert will have more to share from this study of jesus's life from Matthew's perspective, next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel 
just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.